Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Daily Mic Drop, episode number 50. I am Mike Zacchio, and as always, I appreciate you all taking a little bit of time out of your nights to sit and chat with me for a little bit. I was supposed to have something special uh, planned for tonight's episode, but FedEx wanted to be on its bullshit today, so that will have to wait till until tomorrow. Um, but I will have a fun announcement tomorrow morning, so hopefully you all uh, stay tuned for that. As for tonight's episode, um, I'm going to wait for him to uh, to sign. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Nicole down there in the uh, in the comment section. If you have not checked out her podcast, Swiping Sunday, yet, please, please, please do so. You can just click on her profile right there. Um, it's available. I, I listen to it on Apple Podcasts, but I'm sure it's available in uh, all other forms that you can listen to. I was her most recent guest, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I think that it's just a, a great podcast for you all to uh to listen to. So if you're into the, uh, the dating and relationship scene and it's something that interests you, um, obviously if you watch this show, I think it's something of interest to you. I think you should definitely, uh, check out, uh, Nicole's podcast. But, uh, yeah, so we're supposed to have, uh, one of my former, uh, middle school classmates on here tonight. Um, I don't see him in the chat yet. I know I touched base with him, uh, I don't know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes ago or so just to, uh, to make sure he kind of knew the, the, the prompts and, and the directions as to uh, how to sign in and whatnot. There we go. So uh, for tonight's episode, my guest is a, uh, a former middle school classmate who I was convinced was destined for the NBA when we were 10 years old. Like, I remember being in gym class and our teacher saying, out of everyone in the school, you might have two people that go pro. And I said, it's going to be this kid and uh, one of the other uh, female basketball players. But in any case, um, he, is, uh, he, he now runs his own uh, podcast called Family Talk. Uh, which is centered around conversations with his family, um, which we're going to be talking about uh, in, in some pretty good detail tonight. So um, if you will, uh, please give some love in the comments section to uh, my friend down in the comments who is soon to be on here now, Pibonia. And if you have any questions for myself or Peter, just ask them in the comments section below or the uh, questions queue uh, down there. Peter, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? dude? How are you? You got the hair growing out. I love it. I uh, know. I got my lockdown beard and the and the fur going. I, I can't grow any beard, so I mean, I mean, you've also ha- always had a fresh beard, but I don't think I've ever seen you with like hair. Dude, I, like, you've always got the crisp. Uh, yeah, the I always had the, the, <laughs> the shape up every other every other week. I like clockwork, man. I love it. So uh, your in- your intro uh, just brought back memories, man. I, that I had a I have a good story for you before we start with yeah, the yeah. whole thing um i was i was i mean i'm the height that i am now in sixth grade so i go to the doctor's office and he says hey uh so uh peter you're you're projected to be six seven and that that like i was like okay I, i'm dropping everything I'm going i'm going to the league like you just said <laughs> yeah i, I didn't know that thought. I mean, I knew you were tall for like a fifth, sixth grader, but I didn't know that like the doctors were. Proje- I mean, I would assume obviously if you're what five eight at eight. Well, I was like five eight in sixth grade, yeah. So, yeah. so I, that's I, would, why. I was in the. I mean, I was probably four eight in fifth grade, so I was not thinking. I was, you know, thinking I need to get like uh, knee implants or something like that to kind of boost me up a little <laughs> bit. But uh, yeah, in any case, yeah, no, I was saying I'm like, yo, you and Brianna Peterson, like if, if two people go pro out of out of uh, Havisham Middle School, like those are my two picks. Um, but, Brianna uh, was good, yeah, but it's good to see you. Uh, you doing well? How, how's uh, quarantine life treating you? How are you handling everything? It's, dude, it's great. I like, I love quarantine. I like, I like being like having as much time as possible to do whatever I want to do. Right? Yeah. Um, I, uh, 
lockdown came and I was actually like in the middle of a relationship with like at very beginning stages with my girlfriend. And it was like, uh, do we decide to kind of hunker down together or not? We didn't know how serious it was. And it wasn't until like the NBA, uh, when, um, it's Gobert got the, uh, like he had COVID-19 and everything shut down. And I'm like, all right, we had to go to the, we got to go to the supermarket. We got to buy cans. We got to stock up. Um, but I honestly, the whole, like, not like commute. I'm, I'm used to the commute from Rockland County to New York city. And that's like, that was four hours of my day and I was exhausted every day. So now having this much time, I was like, all right, I'm going to read some books. I'm going to catch up on some TV, you know, use my time wisely. Yeah, no, my, my fiance does the same thing. She works at a uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering. So like she's doing, doing the two hour there, two hour back. Um, I mean, not so much now that we're in quarantine, but she was doing that. And I know it wasn't, uh, wasn't easy for her. Yeah. Uh, so for you, I mean, I, what made you, cause I, I mean, I love the, uh, when you put out the podcast and whatever, I've listened to most of the episodes now. Um, like what was your, you? yeah, man, it's, you know, it's, it's, I love it. I really do enjoy which, it. Which one was your favorite? I, I just watched, I listened to, uh, part one, parts one and two of the, uh, the single life today. I really, gotcha. really enjoyed those. Cause like I, I there, there was, uh, there were a lot of notes I wrote down just from that episode alone that I wanted to talk about. Cause I'm like, yo, this guy's reaching right now so i'm like <laughs> i identify so heavily i need to watch i need to listen to the uh the wedding day episode though so wedding day's fun so I, the 911 one has gotten like the most listens the most uh, spends or whatever um and then the motherhood and living with your significant other that one's gotten a lot of listen to yeah i gotta listen to the wedding day one after after this is over i might make some dinner and be like you know i'll just throw that on while uh cooking up some pasta and whatnot um so so what made you want to start a podcast revolving around family conversations and whatnot um well first off just listening to podcasts in general i listened to serial podcasts first and i got hooked i mean i i like i was i was listening to that in bed in the dark I, I, it was amazing and then i've always had i was always fascinated with conversations with our our family or just conversations in general and then i and then i realized like uh how beautiful my family was after i like went to college and whatnot and i realized wow like we're having some special conversations and like imagine recording this and keeping it and then maybe providing it to like the public and seeing if it provides any value to them at all. So, um, one day I'm driving home. Oh, another reason is, is Gary V. Gary's like my guy. Um, he, you know, I think, uh, you know, everyone has their dreams and their aspirations and somehow he talks to you in a way that you're like, all right, I, I'm, I can do this. Um, but anyway, I was, uh, going home. We always had discussed, like, we're going to record it. We're going to record it. And, um, I just wrote down a couple questions that, Hey, we're going to talk about this topic. Mother's day was coming up and I just put the, the phone down and I recorded it off the phone. And I, what I really wanted to go for was super authentic as if you're sitting at the table with the family, like you can hear the Spanish music in the background. You can hear us clinking with the drinks and the food and even the knives. I actually wanted that. Um, and I liked it, the fact that the phone was there because at some point, yeah, you know, you're recording, but after talking for 15, 30 minutes, it becomes an organic conversation, you know, and there's nothing better than that. Right. Because no one, everyone loves authenticity. Yeah. So, um, and it came out actually like perfect. I didn't edit it at all. Actually, that first episode. I feel like you, you have to go like one of two ways with like podcasts either. They have to be like really, really crisp and clean and like professionally done or like, like that, like just. Authentic, like, or like this, like just an organic conversation, like this. Yeah, like around I, a particular topic. 
like I, I always thought I'm like I'm sure he like he just probably just puts his phone down and is like okay here like let's just talk because that's 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 the feel that I get as a listener which is great because oh the other episodes like you can like I said you hear the drinks pouring and whatever I'm like I love that shit like like those little intricacies like those are so great it makes you it makes like, you feel like you're in the room with you and your guests or guests exactly bro exactly uh, Mike. So you said that there was no editing, so I'm guessing they didn't tell you anything like, you know, like, oh, Peter, you got to, like, edit that out. Like, like you're, you're not using No, that. no. I think, like, because we were recording, it was the first time people were kind of on their game in that in that sense. But, um, I mean, you hear my mother's cursing the entire time. My uh, my aunt's, they're, like, being really authentic and just telling stories. Um, my uncle and my father there. So I, I, I that, that episode I didn't um, cut out. There's other episodes that I did. Uh, and I'll explain that a little later when you ask questions about single life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I, I know I've, I've joked to my family when, when we do like Sunday dinners or whatever, I'm like, we can totally do like a TV show based on this. Cause like, we're just characters and whatnot. Like if people, like you said, if people only like were a fly on the wall of this conversation, like, Oh my God, it would be it's ridiculously entertaining. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's gold. And that's also like, I personally love like, like, like you were saying like earlier, just conversations. I, I like, talking with people and like real people, like you know, you're a real person. You're not some, you know, big celebrity. It's like, you know, like I want to get like yeah, the realness, exactly. which is, that's why like, I kind of like doing this show with just people that I know. Cause it's like, shit, like I'm learning things about you. Like I've known you for 20 years and I'm going to be learning things about you today or, that I haven't learned through the podcast, whatever that I'm like, I never knew this about Pete, but Dude, for, for, uh, for motherhood, same thing. Like uh, I didn't know about mothers and it sounds like a really boring topic. I didn't know that like imagine having a kid uh and cabin fever and having a kid in february you can't take the baby out in new york city or like in the tri-state area that that's tough that's really tough on a, on a, and you know they mentioned like uh, cases where they would just go to the bathroom and cry i'm like wow i had no idea and if, if it wasn't for that conversation it never would come out but never would come out between this show and like my time in journalism i i really found that the the interviews that you were either I don't want to say weren't looking forward to or that you weren't as excited for or that you weren't sure of what you might get out of it. Those tend to be some of like the best that has some has some of the best material in it. 100%. 100%. Um, you, you mentioned on, on the show that like your longest relationship for years was back in high school that lasted like about eight months or so. Um, you know, what do you think made it so difficult to find someone to be with like for, for like a long-term relationship? Within that time, yeah. I mean, if we're not counting middle school, you know, yeah. you, I think you're very aware of my middle school relationships. Those were like two <laughs> years. That doesn't count. Um, I, I, you know what it was, dude. I, I had a different mindset. I think uh, after high school, college came up, um, and I just wanted my mindset was just trying to meet as many people as possible. Um, I really wasn't like trying to force the relationship. If it happened, it happened, but. Um, I don't know. It, it, I, it was weird. It was also, I guess, it just didn't connect with it. In college, it's a different time period. You're not trying to, not that you're not trying to get locked down, but I was always open to it. If I found the right person, I'm, I, I would have been okay with having a high school sweetheart, to be honest with you. And, that, and that's why, like, when people ask me um, the whole, you know, would you rather find your the love of your life in high school and be with them forever, or would you rather kind of play the field and then meet them later in life, kind of, or, or, just kind of have the time to play around. I'm like, no, I would take the high school sweetheart because you don't know that you might meet someone like the people who are in college, are like, Oh, now's my time to like fuck around and have fun. Like, cool. Do that. But like, 
there's no guarantee that you're going to find someone afterwards. So like, exactly. And, and you're, you're learning from like in that relationship while you're, while you're dating that person, you're, you're learning what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you need to work on in, in a relationship. Um, and like, if you just need time for yourself or you need to like learn who you are, you know? So what were some of the things that kind of like irked or annoyed you about the dating life when, uh, when, when you were dating? I told that one story um, where I was on the date and the and the check came and the girl went downstairs and I'm like, where the hell is this chick going? <laughs> I wrote that down here because that was like, that was one of the notes where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm definitely talking about that. <laughs> no, it was it was crazy and um, she just expected to like for me to pay, you know, like and eventually I think we actually went on one. Actually, no, we went on we like continued the date. And we went to the movies, and, and I'm like, all right, well, she'll get the ticket. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then she didn't get the tickets. And I was like, all right, last straw, the popcorn, and the soda. Nothing. And it's not really about the money. It was just more like, I don't know you. Like, who, who are you? To, it's the gesture, right? And um, that was my biggest, like, tiff at that, that moment. That was, I guess that was one of the things that I didn't like um, about dating. I feel like I would, I would definitely be annoyed if – if like the girl didn't reach for the check offer or whatever, even if I'm planning yes. to pay, like, I feel like I'd be That's hurt by that. Like. If she like legitimately literally gets up and goes to the, like basically just acknowledging I have zero intention to pay. The expectation of you paying. I'm like, Oh my God. I, I don't know what I would do. Like, I, I honestly don't know what I would do. I know you mentioned on the show that like, I consider like just getting up and leaving and being like, yeah, no, I didn't pay the bill. So figure that yeah, out. Yeah. Cause that might be it some shit that wild. I would pull because I, I would be that petty if like she just like gets <laughs> up and it's just like oh yeah no like you got this even without saying it but um why don't it you, was weird go ahead, go ahead. like why don't you think more guys call that behavior out I mean I don't know how often that specific situation happens where like the girl like goes to the bathroom or whatever rather than just like sitting in her seat and just not moving for the purse or anything like that like why don't you think guys call that out a little bit more. I think I think that's old school stuff, man. I think uh, even after I posted up that up, like I have family listening to the to the podcast, and my one aunt's like, "No, no, you're supposed to pay." This is that, and she's just older. She's like a, of a different world, you know. Um, but with with that said, like some guys have said to me too, is like, "Don't be cheap." I'm like, "No, that's not the point. That 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 you're you're. This is how you're starting a relationship." Like it's supposed to be like 50, 50 and not necessarily like 50, 50 transaction wise, but you're supposed to give it, give a little and she gives a little. Right. Yeah. And if we do that from the first start, like she's not, her intention is not to even act like she's going to pay for it. That's how, that's all I want. I want you to just like, like act like you're going to shuffle through the bag. <laughs> a little the, the fake gesture. Like, I don't care if you left your wallet home to a degree, like even just like, like I said, mess around in your wallet, pretend like, Oh, do you want me to pay half kind of thing? Um, yeah, dude. Like, what, Seriously. What one of the dating coaches I like following is, is Matthew Hussey. And he has like this mega viral clip about like, you know, who pays in the first date. And he has a line that I think is just like solid gold where he talks about the first date where he's like, if you as a woman don't offer to pay, you weren't raised right. And he as a like guy, it. if he does not pay, he wasn't raised right. And I'm like, perfect. I think that that's summarizes it and encapsulates it perfectly. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about equal, equal, like equality and all that stuff, it's got to start there too with dating and everything. Like, 
again, we're not in the 1940s or 50s where like, you know, women didn't work. Like, you know, I, most of the women I date make more than I do. So like, even if it's yeah. not significantly more like, yeah, we can, we can meet each other. Like, again, not for the first date, but like just in general, like we can meet halfway. I, I shouldn't be going on three, four dates with you. And I've, and you've yet to break out any kind of plastic or cash. So I think, I think it's going to be really interesting when the dynamics really switch. Like, I think it's either our generation or the generation after because you're starting to see the pendulum swing a little bit and women are making more than the significant other. And you're going to see the, the stay at home dad, like on a, on a high, like a bigger scale, you know, mm-hmm. and th- the guys are not going to, are going to have the humility to stay at home and not like be like, Oh, I don't want to be the stay at home dad. Like I, I'm, what are my boys going to tell me? You know, like the girls, the girls wearing the jeans or she's paying for stuff. No, like it's, it's just going to swing. And people, I think, I think that's just how things are going to go. That's my prediction. I can like, come back in a couple of years. I feel like so you, you should root for your partner to make more money. Like if if she, you know, if she was in a for field sure. where she can make mega six figures, like and she can make three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year, like girl, sure. get your bag. Like you know, I I would have no problem staying. Like that, like if if she was like, hey, you know, just keep the house clean or whatever, and and raise the kid, like not raise the kids, but like you know. Watch, be home for for the kids when they get home or whatever. Like, I would have no problem with that, whatever. Like, I would still do something to keep busy, um, but like, I would totally have the humility to stay home. Like, I don't know, but hundred percent, man, hundred percent. What are your thoughts on the on the logic or the line? Like, you know, if you can't afford to be dating, then you shouldn't be dating. Uh, I think it has some cadence. I think I think it actually, like, you know, you you can't go out there. I mean, look, everyone deserves a chance with love, right? Mm-hmm. But I also, you have to be realistic and practical and understand, like, if you're going out to dates in New York City, you're going to spend X amount of dollars per per date, right? You, you just There's a cost to it that comes along. Um, there's also, like, if you're money conscious, maybe you make that, you, you know, communicate that early on to that, to the person that you're dating. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Like, um yeah, I, I, I think I think what you, that's a great question. I just I feel like um, I think money is is part of the game, man. Yeah. And you have to be you have to be realistic with it. You, you actually took me into my next question. Like, how soon do you think we should be discussing the the taboo topics? You know, money, politics, marriage, kids. Like in a in a dating situation. Like, like when do you think those should I, enter the conversation? Like, or do you think it changes think, with age? Oh yeah, I got. I think yeah, age is a big deal, right? And your maturity level, like where you're at. Um, but if you're like dating to like find someone, you know, like you're serious about it. Um, I think it's early on. It's not maybe it's not the first date, but like, I mean, me and my girlfriend, we we talked about money, not like what we make, but we talked about like you know how we go about our money. You know, I'm like I budget every week, you know, and um, I just made that very clear to her. Uh, uh, like one of the first few dates, it wasn't, I didn't wait too long with that kind of stuff. I, it, I, I mentioned like the reason why I lived at home for so long, right? Cause I moved out. I lived, I graduated from St. Joe's uh, in Philly and I came home with a mountain low. I, I came home with like six figures of student loan debt. And I was like, damn, I, like how could I afford paying my student loan debt and like a, a rent and then like live my life? I was like, I'm going to, basically get rid of my student loan debt, which I did. I got rid of that in three and a half years. And then I, uh, then I, and then I saved up a little bit and then I moved out. So it was, those were like, 
that was my plan. And I actually articulate that because you work so hard to get there that you want that person that your, your significant other to be on the same page in that regard. And and that's where I think also, you know, the humility factor comes in. Like, you know, I'm going to move back home, whatever. Um, but also it's just, it's just being smart. Like, you know, it's swallowing your pride to be like, you know, why am I going to live alone to say I live alone? But like I said, now I have student loan debt. Now I have rent. Now I have this. It's like, dude, and it just, it just, it just like, compounds right you know you're, you're gonna getting married and kids and all that stuff and moving um to a home and own like all oh, getting a mortgage all that stuff it just it's it, that's like one what the number one reason why people get divorced it was that was my logic too that was i just kind of like reverse engineered it yep. you had money and then infidelity <laughs> um you had a really great line and i think it was the part one of of those two episodes where you said like you know first date is quote as much of an interview as you want to make it and I love that line because, like, I, I remember hearing, like, the Van Wilder quote, like, you know, first dates are interviews. But um, I know I've always said, like, I never want to be on a first date where I'm in a one-way interview. Like, I'm fine with, a, like, a two-way dialogue that is, you know, kind of like this almost, you know, like, like interview feel. Like, you're just asking a lot of questions about each other. But, like, I don't want to be in reporter mode when I'm on a date with you. So, like, you know, how, how would you handle a situation like a first date where you just feel like you're just – peppering her with questions and she's not either asking anything back or anything she does ask is just like, Oh, and you, Oh, what about you? Oh, dude, I, I, you know, it's so weird. I just, I kind of go in the mode like that. I think that they're just going to love me. Um, I've never been on a date where I'm just like the only one speaking, you know, like it's, I always try to find some commonality between us two. And typically you, you found that before you go on a date, unless you're going on a true blind date. Right. Yeah. Um, with, like even with I, 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 these apps, right? Like that's why that's how I met my girlfriend. And, you know, we had, uh, first off, you have some pictures to go by. So you have like some, you're physically attracted to the person. Um, hopefully they look like their pictures. And then you, you start talking in the chat and you find commonalities and, you can even just start off with that on the, you know, for the conversation for the date and go. But, um, yeah, I've never been in that position. I, I, and I never feel like it's an interview. I just feel, I, I feel like it is like, like it, it is like, yeah. just like any, any conversation, you're asking questions the entire time. Right. Yeah. And you're trying to feel out their opinion and how they feel about something. And, and you're actually trying to learn from them too. So. Yeah. I, I don't mind a, a first date that's filled with questions. I've, I'm, you know, I, I love gathering information and I love learning about people. I would just never want to be on a, on a date where I'm like, okay, so, you know, Peter, what, like, what's your dream job, whatever. Oh, it's this. Yeah, what about yeah, you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, where, do you, where would you want to travel to? If you can go anywhere in the world, okay. I'd want to go to Rome. What about you? Like every yeah. question Are you ask you is just basically married like, here and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. I, I feel, I know for people, I didn't send him any notes or anything ahead of time, but like, it's, it's crazy how this flow is just kind of working into each other. Cause I, I literally wrote down, I'm like, you know, some people have that, you know, before 30 plan. And I'm, and that was actually on my Instagram story today. Like you're asking people about that. It was a multiple choice question. Um, so out, out of that, I asked, you know, did you have a before 30 plan? I want to be married, kids, whatever. 17 people said, of course, who didn't have a plan like that? 14 people said yes, but it changed. Five people said, no, I never had one. And four people said, if it happened, it happened. So I'm curious for you. Did you have a before 30 plan? Nope. Never, never. Mike. I nope. Yeah, like seriously, I, I will say like I always, I always wanted to get married. Like I was, that was something that I really always wanted. It's about the only thing I wanted. Besides, make, after my MBA dreams fell down, it was like literally the only thing I wanted in life. I felt like that was uh, 
what was successful, not, not my job, um, or my career. It was, it was that. And, and then once I took that, I, I mentioned that, I think it's single life for two and I think one. Um, it got to a point, I think it was after one of the breakups that I had, I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I putting all this pressure? My family's never like said like, hey, Peter, you need to get married. You need to find a girl. Not once in their life. And I'm here like putting all this pressure. And it wasn't until like I was basically living with myself in, um, Queens, Long Island City. And I'm sitting in the room. I'm like, what, what's all this? What am I putting all this pressure on myself for? If I get married, like <laughs> nobody have, else have, is putting have, this pressure on me. It's all self-inflicted. <laughs> And, and, and I'm like, I'm like, wow, I have a good life. Like I'm privileged in the sense that I have a beautiful family. I'm educated. You know, I live in a, in a, in a nice apartment, like, or a nice neighborhood. I have a good job. Um, you know, that, that's, that in itself is successful. Like that's better than most people. If, if I, if I get a wife, if I, I mean, if I have a wife in the future, if I get married, kids, like that is plus, but there's a lot of the, like variables that I can't control. Right. So in my eyes, I took that pressure off and then I found my girlfriend like literally a couple of, <laughs> couple of weeks later. <laughs> so so. I, I know you mentioned on the show that like your, your parents have been together for a very long time, like over 30 years and whatnot. Like, do you think that your, I don't want to say desire or, or, or you know, that, that drive, I guess, to, to want to be married one day. Do you think that any part of that stems from seeing your parents married for so long and being like, yeah, I want that or. Mike, 100%. Like, <laughs> I, I I truly believe this stuff. Like when you when you're seeing certain things in your life, you, that's what you want. That's, that's all you know, really, right? Like mm-hmm. my, all my cousins, um, all my cousins, my uh, my uncles, aunts, like they're married. Majority of them married for thirty plus years. Like that to me was the most beautiful thing ever, right? And uh, that drove it. That that's why like it wasn't the pressure of them saying it, right? They didn't say it. It was just me seeing what they had. I'm like, Oh, they have a best friend uh, for so long. So um, I just, that that's really what drove me. My parents having that relationship. And then uh, I guess like weirdly people admiring it from, from the outside, you know, like it was something that wasn't very common or not, you know, declining per yeah. se. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that's like oh, it's really cool. Like if you could do, you know, one life and then raise raise, you know, I always thought like yeah, having kids too. Like the fact that you're of a certain age and you still haven't met your best friend yet, I think that's really cool. And then building that up with your significant other, your other best friend is awesome too. So I know you mentioned that you 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 got to a point where like you realized I don't like I don't need to be putting all this pressure on myself. Like if I find someone, I find someone, whatever. Um, was there ever a point where you thought like you know what? I might not ever get married. Like, and that just might be a reality for me. Yeah. I accepted it that night, that day, like in that, in that apartment, I accepted like, I may never get married. And, um, like I, I, I mentioned it to my brother and my brother's like, dude, like you just say that, you know, you're going to want, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I've never been so happy in my life after I took that pressure off, you know, it's a moment of Um, nirvana and clarity. Yeah. Like nothing could bother you. You, you go out and you're not like on the hunt every night, you know, it, like trying to find someone. And if you don't find someone, it's a, it's a, like a loss. Yeah. Uh, so once you take that out, you're also like becoming a 100% yourself, right? You're not trying to like somehow modify yourself or shape yourself in a conversation or the way you dress or whatnot for someone else. It's like, I'm, this is what you get. <laughs> Love it. Take get. it, leave it, whatever. But like, I'm, I'm gonna still do me 
regardless. Yeah, um, exactly. What was the moment that kind of like, like what led you to having that realization of just like, I'm cool. Like by me, what was there any, anything in particular that you saw, heard, whatever, or was it just one of those nights you're just home and it just like, it just, it just entered your mind. Um, it, it was that, it was like one that, that mind, uh, it was like that night. It just happened to me. Kind of like, I'm always thinking of like, how can I get better? Whatnot. I listened to all those guys. I listened to, you know, Gary, I listened to Jay Shetty. Um, I love Tom Billios. Yeah. Bill, you, yeah. Uh, impact theory. Like I love, I did, I indate myself with optimism like all day, every day. Um, and, I follow, uh, Tim, I follow I, Tom because of you, by the way. Really? Yeah. When we bumped into each other at the pizza place, and you're like, "Dude, you like you like Gary V. You got to follow this guy, Tom Billy." And then I followed him that oh, night. I, I remember that day too. I was like, "Dude, listen to my podcast. Let me know what you think." Yeah. <laughs> um, you. But my my cousin my cousin also said it to me one time too, and he was like, "Dude, like, what do you what do you?" worried about or what do you care like you're you're the nicest guy i know and i was like i i i knew i was a good dude and i was a nice dude but it just it just resonated in a certain way and i was like all right <laughs> yeah but that, that helps too um you know because you, you have people that love you that say those type of things um and you know it's because you, you feel like they're just saying that just because of that but um I, I don't know the way my cousin said it that one time to me i was like oh wow it just hit that, different that one that one time. Yeah, that one time. Yeah, it, it is crazy how we can hear the same things so many times throughout our lives, and then like for some reason, like that, like there's one moment where that's when we like really hear it. And, they've been, that, and you've had everyone say the same exact thing to you, and you're like, <laughs> that person usually comes up to you and said, "Dude, I said that to you like a hundred times." Like, what was like, it about I, the hundred and first time? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sometimes you need to hear it from that one person. That's what you always got to listen to people. You've mentioned like, you know, you used to hate getting asked about your relationship status by people. Like you just got like tiring and wearing on you. Like what, like what yeah. did you, was it just because it happened so frequently that you were just tired of it or were they prying too much about your, your personal life? Like what, what got to you? You know, when you anticipate uh, that conversation um, where they're like, Oh, so where's, where's your uh, girlfriend? Like it, typically around Thanksgiving or, uh, so it wasn't my parents, maybe my, my, my uncles or aunts that would come up and say that. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm the nicest guy I know. And I, it's not happening. I have no clue. Um, so it, it just, I answered, like, I would go there knowing that they were, that was going to come up. Right. And then you just, you second guess yourself, right? You're like, what am I doing wrong? You know? Um, and then that, like, no, there's nothing worse than, like, lowering your confidence in that, like, for relationships or how you feel about yourself. So. Um, yeah, that, that is, that is the worst feeling. I, I mentioned that with the guy that I did, um, single life, uh, part two, cause, um, I just found it fascinating with him. He, he's like, just never thought that was the goal, right? The goal was to get married. I'm like, man, well, I want to understand like why he thinks like that, you know? Um, and it was just fascinating. He was just like, it wasn't, and, and, but his parents were separated. So I thought that might've been it. Um, and everyone's sit- situation is different, you know. There's some people that their parents are separated, and that's all they want, right? They do, they want what they're. Yeah, there you go. Like my aunt, my aunt, um, I was speaking with recently. She's, you know, I, I was saying like for me personally, like I, when I meet someone that their parents have been together for thirty plus years, like it's a plus for me, right? Um, and then she like proceeded to say like, hey, like my parents were separated, and like 
they've been married for 30 plus years too. So it, it there's not, it's not, you know, it's not clean like that. I think you have to always have, always have to have an open mind. Um, and, and that, you know, just because you don't have the perfect example in front of you, there's someone in your, in your friend's group, um, in the six degrees separation, uh, separation, you're, you're going to find them. I, I mean, I also think we can learn from anyone's situation or any situation. Like I put up like a, like a little quote post earlier this week where I said like, you know, just because your parents got divorced, that doesn't mean you're going to get divorced one day. It's not like divorce yeah. is not a genetic trait. Like, yeah, I, exactly. like, my, like my parents got divorced when I was young, but like, if anything, that's kind of inspired me to want to find my perfect mate to be like, I don't want that. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and think like, oh, well that was their fate. So it's going to happen to me eventually. Like I'm like, they couldn't make it work. So I can't, I won't be able to make it work. No, I'm going to yeah. sit there and think, okay, try to learn. I mean, I know it's young, but like, Try to learn from them, and you know, fix it. So I typically observe those. I typically observe those relationships a lot more, right? But um, I don't take advice from the people that have been divorced or whatnot. I, I'm trying to take advice from the people that have been married for thirty plus years and just listen to their conversations and like, like you know, what do you what, what's 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 allowed you guys to continue going? You know, sometimes they're they're super honest and like, I don't know. I, I I don't know how I'm still married, <laughs> and other days certain things like intimacy is very important for them, or um, uh, carving out time, especially even when they have kids. Uh, that to me is huge, right? Like I see that all the time when people have kids, and then they just dedicate all their time to their kids, and it's like that just seems like a recipe for disaster, right? Like yeah. you then you start to build an animosity towards your children. Yeah, yeah. You, you lose all identity of yourself, yeah. your own relationship. It's like I, I, your kids should be like should come first but like they shouldn't be everything you know what i mean that's why like when people say like oh my kids are my everything like but they shouldn't be like you know you like like, your happiness matters your partner's happiness matters you can't sit there and say like you know okay i'm gonna make my kids happy i'm gonna take care of them but fuck my partner like (laughs) yeah it doesn't work that way like on onto the happiness portion of that too dude i think that that's super important like um like making like it's not your job as a significant other to make that person happy like you need to make yourself happy and then that person is their responsibility to like make themselves happy as well right you're only adding bonus to that relationship yeah you're adding happiness you're not providing the happiness 100 percent, 100 percent. that's how i look at it you um you interviewed your brother and his girlfriend for for your podcast which which i thought was a really great episode outside of that how often do you two Talk often, like, do you talk often about dating relationships, or was that kind of like a, a one off thing? Every day, dude. Really? Every day. Me and my brother are really close. I really want to do an episode with him. God bless. I just kind of, I just, I really, I just want to figure out the dynamics um, of like what would bring value to an audience if they were listening to us talk, and then for it not to be like a weird, awkward one. So I, I kind of, but I want to figure it out so that maybe it's me and him, and then some other family members there, and then they can ask about our relationship, like. You know, how have we, how, like, have we built that relationship or the dynamics of it and, like, what they find really unique. Um, but, yeah, we talk about it all the time. I think that's, like, he's actually really shown me kind of, like, how, like, things I probably shouldn't do and, and things I could do. Like, he's, he's got, he got recently got engaged, like, a couple of months ago. I think a month or two ago. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy for him. Um but I learned a lot, like throughout the process, right? Through conversation. Um, it, one of the conversations I had with him one time was like, like I'm like, 
just listen to your significant other, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to them. If they're angry or upset, you can't debate whether whether they're uh, angered. They're they're angry for a reason, right? Or they're upset for a reason. Instead of trying to argue with them and try to convince them you're right, just understand like why they are. Try to understand why they're angry or upset. That that blew his mind, like, and it blew my mind. I gave I gave the advice. I'm like, shit, that's really good. Because it's so true. How many times are we in a like conversation or or an argument, and like we're we're just trying to win the, yeah, the battle? That's, that's it. We we think, especially I think it's more of a guy thing. Like we just think, like as soon as we're in an argument, no, I got to win the argument. Like that supersedes the, yeah, the whole the, like the, trying the, to understand why your partner's upset in the first place. Um. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, like sometimes they're wrong. Like sometimes they're just flat out wrong, and sometimes they're you're flat out wrong. Like. And but but like going in there with the empathy and like the understanding that this person is just upset, you can you can't you can't debate that that emotion. Yeah. And that if the goal is to understand why that person's upset or why they're angry. It it, it does wonders. I, I I told someone I don't know if it was last week's episode or whatever. Like you, I think I've talked about it multiple times actually. Like you don't get to tell someone else what they're feeling. So, like, if Shannon is upset with me about something, like, even, again, even if I think she is wrong for feeling that way, like, you know, I, I don't want you talking to this person, or I don't, you know, I'm, I'm upset about this, like, I don't get to say, you know, you can't be angry about this. She's she's angry about it. That's, it is what it is. It's my exactly. job to understand specifically why she's angry and see if there's a way that we can get her to not be angry and to, or, or to her maybe to understand like why I'm doing what I'm doing or what my logic is or whatever, but like trying to find that understanding rather than just, you know, saying, okay, no, you're right. And you won or I won and, you know, trying to understand each other. I, I, I think, but yeah. Um, and I'm with you. No. So how, what, what is the age? Does your, does your, uh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. What were you saying? <laughs> Shannon, no, I'm, I'm never I'm, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just going to ask, does she listen to the episode? Yeah, yeah, she she tunes in almost either she tunes in almost every night or she'll watch it like on the back end. But like she'll usually text me afterwards or call me afterwards, and be like, "Hey, great show tonight." Um, yeah, but my I mean, girl, my, my girlfriend listens to the podcast too. Oh god, yeah, that's awesome. I, I was, I mean, I, I had some questions written down about her. Um, I, I wanted just to kind of wrap up with with your brother because, like, what what, yeah, what, yeah. Is the, what is the age gap between you and your brother? So we're two years apart. Okay, so we're everyone thinks he's the older one. <laughs> we're, we're sixteen months apart, so uh, and I'm the older one, and like we don't talk about shit. Like really, like I, I thought you like, two were close. I, I mean, we're like we're close in our own way. Like because like I'm very like extroverted in your face, and he's very introverted, and says like you know five words in a day. Like so like he like That's we would true. never have that in depth conversation kind of thing. Like when I asked him to be my best man, it was like a very simple process. It wasn't like Let's, let's sit down and have a long, drawn-out conversation about everything. Yeah, right. To me, it was just like, hey, man, like you've always been there for me, whatever. I'd love for you to be my best man. And he was like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> um, so when I like saw you guys like, do an interview, I'm like, this is great. Like, I would, like, I, I, I'm very curious to know what, an, what a long, drawn-out conversation with my brother would be. Like I would love to get him on. I would love to get him on one day and be like, "Hey, you want you want to do this one day?" Like, <laughs> get 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 him get a get a cocktail, get a, get a couple of beers, and make it happen. Dude. We're, so we're going on vacation the first week of August. So I'm gonna be there with all my cousins, like whatever. Like I'm probably gonna take like a break from the show. I'm, I'll do like one episode with like all of the cousins. Like they, yep. those will be my guests, and then like I'll take the rest of the days off. But like, if I can get him to do it, I'll be like, let's do one episode with the cousins. 
and then another episode with with my brother, and then I'll like take the week off because I would love to see just what comes out of that. Yeah, but look, and you know what the best part about it is is like recording them, recording the rec- uh, episodes or the conversations, and like looking back on them. I, I listen to the. I listen to all the episodes and every once in a while I'll just pop in. I'll just listen to it to see where my thought, like my thought process was or my mindset. Um, or just listen to just how it came out. And I love it. I love the conversation. You'll have that forever. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, the way you think now may be completely different from the way you think in five years and go back to like, how, what the hell was I saying? <laughs> I think it's awesome. We, we, we did um, a recording with my grandma. Um, I, I didn't put that one up cause it was in Spanish. But I, oh, I just wanted that like to have forever. And it was so cool. Like we literally, I just asked her questions about like when she, like when she, how she first got here and she's, she's got a crazy story and it was, it was just, it was fun. She said some stuff in Spanish and I, I'm just happy I, I got that. And yeah, like, that, that's something that it maybe, maybe it isn't for public consumption, but it's something that's just for you either way. It's, it's good to have. Yeah. Um. So I, I see like, I'm just trying to follow through from your Instagram post, but you recently Cross the one the one year plateau is that correct with uh, yeah. with your girl? Yeah, we made a really big deal out of it. <laughs> it. For me, it was a big deal. I'm like, we got to eight months, and she's like, oh, I because I told I told her that, and she's like, ooh, this is a big month for you. <laughs> so I, I was going to ask, like, you know, what what was it like for you to to finally celebrate a, a one year anniversary, or, or I guess technically an anniversary is you know a yearly thing. So what was that like? Um, dude, it, it was nice, like. Uh, it was, you know, I, I try now. I don't put things on a pedestal anymore, um, so it's not not that it wasn't a. It, it was it was amazing. Like we got the plan, our day out, and what we did was we went to um, Ellington in the park, where is where we actually met um, for our first date. And with the whole COVID nineteen, you wouldn't you didn't know like the situation how it was going to be. But they, I think they they just opened that day, which was pretty cool too. Um, so uh, I I it was great, man. We. Uh, we got to talk about like the previous year and like we actually have conversations all the time. That, that's like the biggest thing that I actually really think is important in conversations, like to over communicate. Like if something's on your mind, just like fucking say it because it can't hurt. Right. Like it's better that than keep it inside. And then also understand how your partner operates. Like if your per- partner's upset and they need a minute to like actually talk like me, I can like, if something's up, I can just like, all right, let's talk, sit down. You know, and um, the other, the other significant other may not be like that, uh, but but most importantly, just like before we go to bed, I'm, I don't want that on my conscience. Say it. We can we can agree to disagree, but mm-hmm. like staying silent about it and then being upset about it is like that's no good for me. It's like no, I over communicate like it's no one's business. No, I mean I I do think like because I. I... 100% agree with you like I think that's a big pillar of why Shannon and I are so, so successful we talk about everything like I do think that there are going to be times where maybe you overshare something and it and it does hurt but I also think that when you hold on to something and it just manifests that yeah. causes so much more damage like so to me I feel like I'd rather overshare something and maybe make her a little angry or make her maybe make her a little upset angry is a stronger word like maybe makes her a little upset rather than hold on to something and then it's like now it builds either to resentment or when it eventually comes to a head it's it's an explosion and now it's a massive fight and it's like like we could have just talked this out it would have been a 15 minute discussion or a disagreement and now it's going to be an all-night fight kind of thing and i think a lot of people don't a lot of couples don't communicate like they talk but they don't really communicate to each other um so yeah and and you you two met on hinge so obviously you you were a proponent of, of the dating apps 
Yeah, yeah. And dude, if you, if you would have told me this like a couple years ago, I would have said like, absolutely no way. I, I would actually like was saying that we weren't going to admit that we, we met in the park. We didn't meet on Hinge. That's what I would say to her. <laughs> that was um, 2020 but, or at the time, 2019. Like, fuck it. Like now I just have such a complete opposite view on it, right? Like it, it just saves time. And I think that dating before you would date somebody that was in your radius or within your friend of friends or yet to be at the meet at a bar first off circuit like dynamics have changed in that regard people are not going to the bar like that that often or you may have a younger crowd that goes to the bar like you have to go to the right places mm-hmm. um now like meeting someone you can you can put filters in right to, to, for better or for worse but you can put filters in and put things that you uh, that really matter to you yeah. Um, not waste your time, right? Trying to with the interview process on the date. So I, I, I actually am a huge proponent of it. Um, I think like a lot of people really, you know, you got you have some dirt bags. You have dirt bags when you meet them. I think the nice part, I guess, was if you met somebody through a friend of friend, that person was kind of like vouching for them, kind of right. Like this is a good person, but they only know them so much, and they yeah. don't, and you don't know the compatibility of that person. Um, I think Hinge does a really good job. I think like their UI, their user interfaces. Is the best out of all of them. I haven't used Hinge obviously in you know, two and a half years or so, but like from what I remember, did, did they have like you know like the smoking yes or no, like kids yes or no? Like was that or was that the league? I'm thinking of. God, I, you know what? Like you've been off it for, for a year. <laughs> we both did the like. Are you on? I'm, oh no, I'm not on it anymore. And then they like she's like, oh, I'm not on it either. And then like you know we just deleted the the app. So. <laughs> Uh, so what made you swipe right on her or, or click right? I don't remember what the, uh, the, the uh, like heart or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah. like at the bottom of the, yeah. Um, dude, that's a great question. I think like, uh, honestly, this sounds weird, but we had pictures. Like I thought she was attractive. That was number one. Yeah. Number two, I saw, um, that she went to the Amalfi coast and I just immediately said, all right, that's a talking point. You know, like, and I, cause I went there for my, one of my best friend's weddings. And I was, and that was like, it was an amazing, beautiful place. And there's just so much to talk about. Um, so we, uh, we just started talking about that first. And then we just went from there. And the, the conversation was super organic. And I asked her out for a date. I actually, she's like the second person I only went on, on my date with. Really? Yeah. And I actually had one other person that lined up, like, to go on a date with. And I actually told her, like, hey, like, I'm starting to see this girl a little more serious. So I canceled the date with the other girl. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was only two. Like she, she, she had a little more fun than, than I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. Dating apps. Like, cause I, I know I interviewed, uh, uh, Nicole Canizara from swiping Sunday podcast. And like, we were very similar in that. Like we both felt like we went on a million dates and like, I feel like it, it's people with the dating apps, either like you go on a ton or it's like, I've been on like three or two like there was like almost like no in between um but yeah i, I remember what it like all, all those dates it was just like it just sucked me like either you hit it off with someone and then you find out like oh you know i'm a smoker and it's like oh god or like and then you're talking <laughs> and it's like oh i have a kid which nothing wrong with single mothers it just was not a situation i was looking to get into again <laughs> after yeah. previously yeah. going through it um but like i said if you can try to find a way to narrow the field into what you are looking for like it cuts through so much of so, so much of the yeah. and and the time, right? Like the time, that, and like what we were alluding to, uh, going back to the question that you mentioned before, like money, like it's expensive going on dates, yeah. man. Like you, if you want to, 
I, I mean, I was in the office with some of my colleagues and um, some of the females were saying like, yeah, I got dinner paid for the next three, next three days. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like that, they just gave me like zero faith in the whole system. <laughs> Uh, no, but, I, every time I heard that, like, you know, oh, just use him for a free meal, I'm like, come on. Um, like, it's one yeah. thing if, if you go out or whatever and maybe there's not a connection. Like, you're you're open-minded and then you realize there's just no connection. But even then, um, I think I remember hearing from someone where it's like, the right thing to do is like, hey, you know, I don't I don't really feel anything. Like, I, I really want to pay my end here. Like, I know you probably, you want to pay, like, as the guy, like, you want to do, but like, I don't feel right. Like, you know, like we're not going to go out again, basically. So at least like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, cause I don't want you to feel used, which I would respect. Um, but yeah, when, I, when I've heard some of these stories of just like, Oh yeah. Like I, I've got five, five free meals, or whatever. Or I just go out on the, on the apps. Just, you know, I got to suffer through a bad date or whatever, but I get a free meal and it's like, come on, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> um, what, what was her reaction when, when you told her that you wanted to, uh, to do a podcast like on, on the family and whatnot? Um, so what's funny is, is like, I already had the podcast going before I met her because if you look at it, I had single life, um, single life part one and part two. And I kind of just like, just finished that. We weren't, we weren't official. We weren't like, I guess we were serious, but we weren't serious. So, um, when I put that out there, it was me. I said that, (laughs) um, um, so yeah, she did. She actually loved it. Like, I, I, I actually listened to the single life episode um, with her on the beach. I remember that. And she actually, like, gave me her feedback and her comments and stuff. Um, but she really loved it. I think it probably was a, it was a, made it more appealing, right? Because she heard, she got a, like, kind of window into my family. I was very, uh, typically before that with girls, I would just bring them, like, to the family really quickly. And then it ended up not working out, and the family's like, "Oh, I love that person, blah blah blah." And it's just that sucks. That sucks uh, going through that. It's like, so what happens? And I gotta explain it to a hundred family members, Dominican families. You know how they are, just like thousand cousins and thousand Diosia. So um, Italian. I feel like it's it's like the same thing. Like the big Italian families, like we're all exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I think I think she actually she encouraged it. I think she liked pretty much every episode. I I think Death was like her least favorite one. Yeah, um, I, I remember a situation. I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show, but like, I remember, like, cause my mother and I don't get into a ton of deep talks, or whatever. But uh, there was a situation where I wanted her to meet the someone that I was seeing. I, I cared about her a lot. And she was like, "Yeah, no, like, it's too soon," kind of thing. And I was like, re- I was really like offended. I'm like, <laughs> like I I like really? this person. Like, you know, I feel like you should respect that. And she's like, "Look, I don't want like I don't want to meet her and then like her and then." if you do break up in a week or a month or whatever, like it, it becomes like, Oh shit. Like, well, well, there she goes or whatever. Or like, you know, I'm going to miss her kind of thing. Like, at least if you guys are a little bit more established, I, I have a feeling that like she'll be sticking around kind of thing. So I'm yep. like, okay, I guess I can respect that. There's still part of me that was like bitter and like, like <laughs> I still should have given her a chance, but yeah, you know. no, I never, uh, my, my, see, my mom's like the total opposite. She's like, if I say, Oh, I want you to meet she's like, Oh my God. Yeah. This is that. Like, but, and, and that, it happened several times where it just didn't work out. And I'm like, all right, I had to slow this down because I don't want the, like them to keep, you just, they just start forming opinions right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. I brought Shannon to Sunday. So like, you know, for Italians, you know, Sunday dinner, like I brought Shannon to Sunday dinner before we were like officially together. I mean, I asked her out later that night, but 
But still, like, but my dad was always he he always said he goes like it's this is a Zacchio house. This is a this is a Zacchio event. If you want to bring someone, just just let me know that someone's coming so I know that there's food. We get more like, food and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but like, like I don't care. Like if you were bringing a girl or if you bringing like a friend, like one of your guy friends, or whatever. Like it's it is what it is. Like I, I'm not gonna sit there and tell you that you can't bring someone. And I'm like. Pops got me, man. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shen, you, the first day you brought me. So yeah, so it was we we, we had a very weird first date. Like we, we went pumpkin pe- picking like for our first date, but we were still like we were seeing each other, but not like official yet. Then we went to Sunday dinner, and then we went to a concert that night, and that's when I like wow, and that's when we like made it like official. So like it was a very it was a very weird day, but it was a really great. That's day. a long day though. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, like on like those first few dates, you have one date that's like a long, a really long date, yeah. and uh, that's good because you get to see. Like now, you've gotten all like the regular questions out, and now it's organic conversation. So yeah, I mean, we had been seeing each other for a, like a month or two, like before that. Um, like so, we kind of had a, a good feel You're for each there. other. But it was great to like you said, like really be with each other and it's like we're there for the whole day you know we had the friend situation in the during the day then we had the family situation in the middle of the day and then we had like just us at night so it was like a really good way to kind of see how we matched on all levels um what for for you what have you learned about love from your relationship over the last year um man i i don't get too high on the highs and not too low on the lows uh that's that has, like really helped me. Uh, you know, I think that there's times where I'm just like, wow, like nothing can bother me, and then there's then it can turn 180, you know, and it can be like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, why why are we arguing? Um, so I think that I, I think that patience, man. I think patience is super important, and I kind of start when I started looking at things like it's a marathon, not a sprint. It, like with pretty much everything in life. Um, I started enjoying the process and that, that part is just like a lot more fun. I noticed that with like a lot of things, like outside of relationships, right? Um, even like, uh, if you're gamble on a game, money, right? The money is like fun when you win, when you lose, it's even worse. And then, but the, but the actual game, when you're watching the basketball game and you're like, oh my God, um, like the, the highs and lows, they're making a bucket or the next belly team makes a bucket. It's just the process of it. The process of a relationship is so cool to me. I think that, like, how you go, you have the honeymoon phase, and then the honeymoon phase is over, and then you really see where things are going. Um, and, like, kind of like what, the, I think what real love is, right? Where you see how that person is um, in their bad days, their good days, when they need you, uh, what, what, what value do you provide in the relationship? It's, uh, I, I, think, I think the highs and the lows, man. Uh, am I blurry on your screen? Because you, you just got blurry on mine. I don't know. I mean, you were clear the whole time. You're I'm clear like, as day. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what... Uh, how about I just happen to notice? I'm like, oh shit, he just got really blurry for uh, for like 30 seconds there. Now you're clear enough. Um, right. I, I don't know if if there are if there's a different answer to this because uh, I know you kind of touched on... T- kind of touched on your, in your last answer. What have you learned about yourself from this from your relationship? So like, aside from just love, like what have you learned about you know, Pete Bonilla? Um... Dude, I think it validated, like, the type of person that I, I really am. I feel like I, I, I always felt like I was a good dude. I've always felt like I did the right thing. Um, I, uh, I I think now, I think just, like, trusting the process and trusting myself, you know? 
uh, and the way I feel in my heart. And, and like, I, now I finally, like I mentioned before, like taking that weight off and just, that's not the goal anymore. The goal is just to enjoy like life in this very moment yeah. and to try to win, um, more like I, I basically I, I call it the 365 game you know, I just try to win as many games as many days as I possibly can so I never had uh, I never known anyone that to have 365 good days so I if I have a bad day I just talk it up as a loss and I uh, try to win the next get day and in, in terms of relationship and that that like philosophy and that mindset has helped me out and I really like people uh, I, that you had mentioned before too what people say to you uh, that really like kind of like made you feel like like put the light bulb on. There's a guy at a wedding um, that I went to a friend of mine, and like we were just talking, and we 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 only see each other like once every few years, to be honest with you. Um, and he's like, dude, I never met anyone like you. Like you, you're so positive, and you somehow know how to connect with people really easy. And uh, it just like felt so good. It felt like because I that's why I felt like I had that that yeah that that quality and that ability. Um, to connect with people, and I don't know. I, I it just like the relationship validates that, right? And and especially when your significant other values those type of qualities, right? I think that's like what I finally have uh, reached with my with my with my girlfriend at this point. Like, I think that she values what I have to bring, like what I have to bring to the relationship. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can vouch for like you know, that you are a good person that, and that, you know, you are just like a ray of positivity and everything. And like, I, I love, I'm attracted to like energies and vibes, or whatever. I could tell who like I would rock with like, um, like pretty quickly, yeah. I think. So that's why I'm like, I try to surround myself with those kind of people. Like for, for this show, I want to have people that not like, not people that necessarily have the same viewpoints as me, but just like people that are going to bring that same energy kind of thing. And that's why yeah. I'm like, re- like watching sure. all this back. And I'm just like, yeah, man. Like, I, I never realized like just how similar we were. I mean, I learned a lot of it from listening to your podcast. Um, but like, even like this interview, I'm like, damn, like we had a lot more in common than I, I probably expected. But um, yeah, I, I, I always knew we, we we thought the same way, Mike. I, like from from middle school, I was like, Mike's a good dude, man. <laughs> I, just, I remember that. Um, so I know we got like you know a minute or two left here. What um what is your advice to those? mid to late 20 somethings early 30 somethings who think that they're never going to find love you you may never find love like that and accept it like the sooner you accept it and like like i've kind of said a couple times like it's and it's not the goal and you just you try to be yourself and understand what you, you can't control um just that then you'll you'll, you'll be yourself quicker and i think that go out and have fun while you can, like, you know, while you, not while you can, right. You can do this forever. Um, but your, your twenties and thirties are not just like your go have fun years. That, that's not how I look at it. I look at it just like be yourself, actually learn about yourself. Um, and learn to love yourself, man. I think that like, once you get to that point, you really can appreciate, you can really give someone else like your best you. I know it sounds really corny and really oh. cliche, but it's like, so it's just so true. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like the best advice I can really give somebody. Um, and then observe people, right? Like observe what, what's, what they do wrong, what they do right. Like when they give you advice, is it, is that good? Yeah. Um, I do that all the time. Man. I, I, I love, I, I love conversations with people and, and they, and they give me something. And I'm like, what, like, what do you just say? <laughs> like that makes zero sense. So, but 
I see they got, we got 31 seconds before they kick me off. So Pete, thank you so, so much. It was great catching up with you. Hopefully when COVID yeah, is over, it. we can like actually get together and like have a drink and like sit down and really mm-hmm. uh, chop it up and whatnot. But uh, it was great proper. catching up with you. Give my best to your brother and the family. And uh, yeah, we'll get you on the family talk podcast. Absolutely, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, and we'll definitely talk soon. All right, brother. <laughs> be good, man. Talk to you. Peace. And for everyone, we'll be back at uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow with uh, Natalie Essary. We'll be talking about writing and, and life. Have a good one. Peace.